Welcome to another episode of the Beef Bits Podcast. I'm Dr. Jeff Limcooler, Extension Beef Cattle Specialist at the University of Kentucky. Through the Beef Bits Podcast, we will share current news, management tips, new research, and other issues related to beef cattle production. I'll be joined by various guests to bring different views and insights on beef cattle topics. I hope you will follow or subscribe to the Beef Bits podcast and find the information useful. Welcome to another episode of the Beef Bits podcast. I'm Jeff Limcooler, and I'm joined today by Dave Maples and Becky Thompson. Uh, they are with the Kentucky Cattlemen's Association. Dave, Becky, welcome this morning. Thank you. Dave, why don't you start and, and tell us a little bit, uh, first of all, give us your role and um, a little bit about some history, how long you've been here in, in your role as um, the executive of the Cattlemen's Association and kind of your background and where you came from. Well, uh, good morning, Jeff. I'm Dave Maples, like you said. I'm the, the exec at the Kentucky Cattlemen's Association. Uh, I've been here and at this role and this job now. <laughs> long time i'm going on 20 22 years so i've been here in lexington for a good good while prior prior to that i was at the alabama cattlemen's association i did a lot of stuff there with at that time with auburn university i kind of had a relationship <laughs> that my money was coming from from auburn and i was housed at the uh, cattlemen's association and uh I got a lot of experience at, in that job, uh, working with the university and working with extension agents. And uh, so it was really cool when I came to Kentucky that uh, the ag development dollars, the the money, and, and we had the opportunity to work with the University of Kentucky and develop a, a program. And and a whole lot of it, Jeff, was from what I had learned at Auburn and, and Alabama Academy that we formed the, the Kentucky Beef Network. And uh, that's where a lot of that came from. But but my background even goes back farther than that. I mean, I've, I've been farming cattle. It's all I think about all my life. Um, came to school at Western Kentucky University. So I didn't graduate at the University of Kentucky, but I, I did graduate from a Kentucky university. So uh, it's been a wonderful ride. Um, the, the best thing about it is it's, it's really two things for me in this job. It's been the the membership or the people that that I work for, and then the 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 team that we have here at the Cattlemen's Association. It's it's been just wonderful and kind of Becky. We've we've all grown up together in a way. Most all of our staff have either come through as an intern or first time employees. So uh, we we've built a team of people that we've literally grown up together with over the last. 15, 18 years, and then we've been able to add, uh, you know, new staff to our, our crew. Uh, we've got a staff now of 12. When I came, we had three and uh, very small. So we've, we've grown a lot, but we've added a whole lot of stuff in those 22 years. So under your um, kind of leadership and, and as the exec, then uh, you've, you've hired on Becky and, Becky, so uh, tell us also a little bit about your background and, and how you got to the Kentucky Cattlemen's Association and how long you've been there. Sure. My name is Becky Thompson. 
Um, I've been with KCA for 16 years. Um, I started, um, I grew up actually on a small feed yard in central Nebraska, so I don't have any Kentucky ties. But I um, cold called, applied for an internship when I was a sophomore in college um, at a community college. And Dave thankfully had an internship opportunity available and, and decided I was worth giving a shot to. So my parents uh, let me move out here for six months and work as an intern and I didn't know a soul. I had no Kentucky connections. It was just one of those lucky things that I think happened. So I went back and finished my bachelor's degree um, at Northwest Missouri State. And when I graduated, Dave had another opening for me. So I've been here for 16 years. Um, I primarily work with producer education from the Cattlemen's Association side of things. But as a new employee, sometimes you inherit projects. And I got to the opportunity to inherit the Cattlemen's Convention. And it has been a fun project for me to work on through the years and has allowed me to work on some logistical planning things, but also deal with curveballs they get tossed to you from time to time. So it's been good. So curveballs include uh, convention centers being torn down and rebuilt yeah. and COVID. COVID, uh, staff, convention center staff new every year. So you get to learn how to work with new people. Um, even though you're used to the building, they're not used to you. So you can rehab some of those conversations, but also it provides a great opportunity for us to teach the consumer population about beef and give us an opportunity to come into their center and uh, use that as a platform for maybe a new set of conversations that they're not typically used to having. That's a great point. And, and Dave, for those that maybe don't know much about a Cattlemen's Association, tell us just a little bit of an overview of what the Cattlemen's Association is, who you represent, and some of the you know goals or the... Uh, maybe not goes, but as much as the duties that you're charged with from your board of members. Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, we, we are a trade association. I mean, that's, that's what we are. We represent. And in our case, and a good case is, you know, our, our one and only primary deal is it's beef and it's the cattleman and the cattleman's, um, challenges all the way through to to beef from food service to retail and in any and all parts in between so it's really a neat job if you if you're into to cattle and beef and beef farming because becky we get to know it from from one end to the other so our our main job is is like i said is it's a trade association and the goal is that member and our member in Kentucky and our, 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 our membership is, is it's cattle. So we got right at 11,000, 10,738, I think to be exact members in 2019. They pay a dues and a membership. And uh, that's really and truly who we work with. So got those members. And then we've got uh, 99 County chapters across the state. So we have County cattlemen's meetings and, uh, you know, in the past, we went to a lot of county cattlemen's, you know, those those cattlemen, uh, it's kind of set up like 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 our um, congressional districts and all of that. Uh, 
the larger cattlemen's associations, they get more representation at the convention. So they have delegates, those delegates come in to the convention and uh, then the delegates elect our, our board. Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm fortunate we got a right at a 90 member board, probably maybe not quite 90 members this time. So uh, that group represents the whole state and then it comes down to a little bit, you narrow it down, we got a 13 member executive committee and um, then a president, vice president, president elect and all of that. So it works just like, you know, just like our, our country works or Frankfurt works. So a lot of our time is spent uh, really managing our association and managing our board and then trying to deliver on what they want. So one of the things and the ways we have to do it is is we we spend a lot of time and I have to give credit to our staff, Becky and Nikki and, and the crew as we went through a long range planning process. So our stuff is built off of a long range plan and we did that at the <clears throat> beginning of 2019 and then we go through there. And then the other thing that we have to do is we have to have marketing plans or work plans and then we have to have budgets and <laughs> working for the crew that I work for, <laughs> they, they, we come in every month and we have a volunteer treasurer that looks over our, our financials. <laughs> We've got a good group of people that, that watch our financials. And then we as staff come in and it's kind of like we have to tell them what's in the pipeline and then we report to them of what you've done on the other end. So I say if everybody have had to do what Becky and I have to do and our staff and as much reporting and accountability that we have to go through, it's just nearly amazing back. And uh, not only do we have to report to a to a, either a board or exec committee every month, then we have to report to where we got this money from or whoever every month. And so we have committees that we also work with. So Jeff, it's a, it's a, it's a long process, but it's a good process. One of the things that kind of keep me out of, out of trouble is that, that we do have processes. You know, I can't just go and spend ag development money on a willy nilly project, or I can't spend the membership's money on something or the checkoff dollars. It has to be in our plan, has to be in our budget, and then we do it. We can act faster than, than a lot of institutions can, but we also have safeguards in place that if something comes up crazy or we have a, have a member of our board or exec committee, well, you gotta do this. Well, I said, well, wait just a minute. It's gotta fall in to the right protocol. <laughs> And where is it budgeted? So I, I guess the one thing that I've been proud of over the years of working here is we've been able to manage our, our money in the, in the right way. We hadn't had problems in 22 years of when we go to the Ag Development Boards or to even to our checkoffs, we can account for our money. So a lot of times these associations get in trouble because of the money. So if you can keep your money straight, a lot of times you can keep them off your back and we've got good people in place. I can't say enough for, for Kelly 
Tucker and and then our staff because the way we work, Becky Becky is is responsible for quite a bit of money, or in our case today, the convention. Then she answers uh, or gets it up to Kelly, and it just it works pretty cool. And then we have our nice volunteers because our our board is volunteers. They don't get paid to come here. They don't get paid to to drive from Webster County. So the people that, that are here, I mean, it's here cause they really and truly want to be here. So I think that's another nice thing about working for the Cattlemen's Association. And I guess, you know, to clarify that Becky, you, you mentioned, um, you know, the, the, we're dealing with the, are talking about the Cattlemen's Association, but Becky, you also work with the Kentucky beef network. And then Dave, you're talking about the other money that particularly re- kind of refers back to the beef council. So these are all separate entities or enterprises that are housed within your office. Um, and you all share time in that, but you're coding your time when you're working for the cattlemen's or when you're working for the beef council. And that helps put those walls up in between each of those enterprises. Well, and as a staff person, Jeff, it really makes it nice because I can diversify my opportunities um, and work in other areas of the building um, to give myself more opportunity as a staff person to grow and experience other other things. But it also allows and encourages teamwork too. Uh, just because you work primarily with the Beef Council and the checkoff doesn't mean that you can't come over and help me execute and implement the convention or a producer education meeting. It encourages teamwork and working across those lines. Um, and that's a really cool thing that a lot of um, associations maybe don't get the opportunity to offer to their to their staff. One of the things I was just gonna say to you back in the early days is the way, uh, I mean, when I came to work here, I have to say this, the Kentucky Cattlemen's Association had a strong, strong base and the foundation was laid and then we, we started growing off of it. And then one of the things is Dr. David Williams at the time became the, the treasurer. And uh, what he did was a business model of he really wanted the monies that we have because we we dealt with the Ag Development Board monies. When you, you, you got those kind of monies that came in, he wanted it segmented from the association. And so what he did is he set up and used LLCs. So this this organization, and it it it's hard for some people to understand it, but we've got now Becky five, I think, LLCs that we can run it as a as a business. So we are an association, a trade association, but we do have these business models out over here to, to the side that we can actually do business and we can do business in a nice, nice, simple manner. Not, I shouldn't say simple, Beck, because sometimes <laughs> a little bit complicated, but we got a business model that's working that not very many associations, if hardly any in, in our scope of work, Becky, that we work with yeah. set up like. Agreed. And maybe to kind of, for our listeners that are unfamiliar, maybe with, Kentucky, the the January 1 inventory numbers came out. Uh, We are a little bit down than we were a year ago, but uh, with just under a million beef cows, puts us still ranked eighth, I think, in the U.S. Cow-calf, yep. 
Yeah. So, and, and as a whole, Kentucky, you know, is the largest uh, cow calf state east of the Mississippi. Um, and we are blessed to have, you know, little Dave, I'm not sure the current numbers of producers in Kentucky. Is it still right around that 34,000 number? Yeah, I hadn't seen that. I saw the yeah. numbers that Jeff were talking about. We're down like 38,000 cows, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And I, I assume that's a little bit with the markets. You know, everybody's uh, we, we hit that peak and we're starting to come back down off, uh, off that peak. Um, but I think that's pretty phenomenal to think that there's roughly 30,000 producers in this state and you all have almost a third of them as members in the association. And that goes to our leadership. You know, they they saw, you know, a, a long time ago, they wanted to capture a, a good portion of those producers. And they really challenged us as staff to make sure that, you know, we're out there working to um, offer membership opportunities and, and retain those members. And I think it, it it just goes to show a little of foresight of the leadership on having these county-based associations as well, where you really do have that grassroots input yeah. and grassroots support. Yep. We just got to figure out now with uh, our county hadn't met. And so just kind of like what we're doing here with you, Jeff, with the podcast. And, uh, you know, our challenge is because a lot of our, our people are – that social interaction is big and the hands-on and the, the know your neighbor is important. We have had many discussions with our agents and, and that trying to figure out mechanisms and some are doing drive-throughs. They've got some drive-ins that they've hosted meetings at. Some are, um, have done some field days where they can spread people out and do some events. And, and the hope is that as weather warms up, that we'll maybe be able to do some more things outside with some educational events and, and get the association groups meeting a little bit again, too. Can I go back one, one step and, and just back to the beginning of the, the Kentucky Cattlemen's Association. And, and, and I don't think we need to lose this, but if it hadn't been for the University of Kentucky and the Extension Service and the leadership that they had in putting together a, a group that became the Cattlemen's Association. I mean, that meeting was at the Good Barn and, and the leadership with Smith C. Powell and even Dr. John Johns and some of those those folks and Curtis Apshers of the world, they were the leaders really in the back that put this thing together. And and today, even when I go to county meetings, my county meetings are most often are at an extension office building. And that relationship with with our cattlemen and that, that extension agent is so important. And that's one of the things that we don't want to lose. <laughs> and we we value that relationship. And that I think that's a very good point. And I think it also uh, provides our agents that opportunity to to get to know their clientele and to get to know those producers in that county and how they can best serve them and develop programs. But at the at the end of the day, everybody's trying to work for the better good of everybody in the okay, community. Right. Correct. And and so part of that too, and and Becky and you know you all have t- taken the convention um, as a normal 
year to year opportunity to get input from these counties associations. Um, tell us a little bit about what kind of normal business would sure. would go on at the convention. So um, typically our annual convention, uh, we usually host it in, in January um, and it is the largest gathering of cattlemen in Kentucky. Um, the goal of the convention is several fold in a normal year. It's to provide education to our producers first and foremost, also networking within their county associations and giving them a place to come to to create that fellowship with their with their cattlemen and their friends from across the state. Uh, we also, it gives our staff an opportunity to do their annual reports uh, back to the membership about what work has been going on within the association that year. Um, we also do our election of officers and we appoint our new board members. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to kind of kick off the new year and look forward to what the next year might hold. Um, in a typical year, we also have a trade show, uh, which is usually a huge draw to our membership. They look forward to coming in and meeting with our industry business partners and talking about the new products that are coming on and also, you know, doing their annual business. They might do all of their feed buying for the year or, um, you know, work with those different trade show exhibitors. So it's a great opportunity to get in there and, and just get to, to see everybody again and, and, you know, tell them, check in and make sure everything's going good. It pro provides them an opportunity to, to use um, or maybe think about how they could potentially apply for some of the county ag enhancement program dollars yes. and new working facilities that are out and some of those things. Yep. Then you also have a, a awards banquet. Um, tell us a little bit about um, the awards that are given out at the convention. Sure. So um, again, in the normal year, we would we have an awards banquet that we kind of wrap up the, the two days on where we uh, recognize our leadership, our outgoing leadership. Uh, Steve Dunning was our outgoing president this year. He's from Christian County. Um, and we really appreciate, you know, his guidance and patience with us as he dealt with a, a unique and um, challenging year, but he stepped into the role and did the best he could with the circumstances that we were in and really did a nice job with leading the virtual meetings that we had to do. Um, but with the leadership, we also um, recognized some juniors with um, Heifer Initiative uh, awards from Farm Credit, um, our Hall of Fame recipients. Uh, we also have service industry awards that we give uh, to recognize um, our partners within the beef industry or the beef council side of things, but also within the Cattlemen's Association. And then lastly, you know, we recognize and we thank our membership awards and our county presidents for the work that they did to, to you know continue to recruit those members throughout the year so it's a it's a fun night and a fun way to say thank you and recognize some of those special folks that have really stepped up in the last year and in a normal year as well um th there's usually uh other business meetings that occur right I, I, you know the for example the ukirm beef team usually has a, a meeting there and then there's uh, the Livestock Association usually has a meeting, correct? Yep, the Kentucky Livestock Marketing Association typically hosts their annual meeting in conjunction with our convention. 
Um, and our Junior Cattlemen's Association, they usually bring in a, a little over 100 youth from across the state and provide different activities for them to do. Uh, so that's a nice, we have lots of other subgroups that get to meet as part of, of the two days that we traditionally have had. So Dave, um, you know, just to kind of think about the convention and there's opportunities for resolutions and those things to come in. But I think a lot of people forget or maybe don't know that the Cattlemen's Association is also the, the liaison or the lobbying arm for the industry. Tell us a little bit about that and, and your role in working with the state legislature as well as going to, you've taken several trips to DC. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I mean, the, um, back to a trade organization, that is one of our main, our, our main goals. So we, we are the lobbying arm specifically for cattle and beef. And so we, we, uh, Nikki and I are registered lobbyists in, in Kentucky. Um, I would, just say to you this year in particular, we, we spent more time at the federal level and working with our federal delegation on the, the CFAP funds. And we were, I mean, that February, March, really, I mean, that's all I did. And Nikki Whitaker, I have to give hats off to her and our relationship with our delegation in DC was probably stronger this year than than it's ever been and and you know to have those relationships and really what we have to do and and the way the game is is played is you got to have the relationship with those members of the staff for the different (laughs) delegations i mean it's good to know all of our congressmen and our senators but you got to know the staff members and uh that's where we spend a whole lot of time so we we spend a lot of time there uh, we were spending a lot of time in Frankfurt till till COVID hit, and that kind of stopped. And it's really made it harder for us to to get into Frankfurt to do. But uh, on the other side, with I mean, we have to know all those people. We have to. But Jeff, the other thing I have to do is I have to have a good relationship with Farm Bureau or with the Soybean Association and those organizations. Because in Kentucky, uh, Kentucky Farm Bureau was so so strong in in Frankfurt. So our relationship with Jeff Harper and Kyle Kelly and and those those people are it's highly important. So one thing that's good about working for the Cattlemen's Association is most of the time we don't ask for a lot of stuff. <laughs> most of the stuff that we would do is is especially in D.C. is to try to kill it, or even in Frankfurt to try to kill a bill. So, uh, but we just have to stay on top of it. You know, one of the other things is working for a large, a large county-based organization is, um, you know, all of those legislatures, they like to come to the cattlemen's meeting. So if I go to a county cattlemen's meeting, most of the time I'm going to see those state reps there or a state senator. So our best lobbying, um, weapon is our county cattlemen's association now we don't have a pack so we got to have that local group strong with their representatives and i know that's highly important for not just us but for extension and farm bureau and everything so really and truly we got a we got a strong we got a strong way to communicate with those folks because it's because of our county associations. 
Now, what Becky is, I was watching the other day and just the ag committee there in Frankfurt is sure got a lot more people on it from, from our inner cities than it had just a few years ago. So I think Nikki and I have got, got our, our, our work cut out. We got to go get to know those representatives because in the past, Jeff, we didn't have, have that. So I think things are going to, Change and you're got more of the urban rule they, they got to come together so we got to pay attention and i guess you know with with change comes opportunities but also challenges so just real briefly what are what are some of the um maybe challenges <laughs> that we've dealt with say in the last six to months to a year now, are you talking challenges uh, legislative-wise, or are you talking challenges uh, just in general? Just think thinking about the representation of the Cattlemen's Association itself. I think one of the biggest challenges is not getting folks together. Um, and, you know, a lot of our county success from our local membership is the the networking side of things and being able to fellowship with their other cattlemen in their county and coming together and looking forward to those things. Um, I, that would be my biggest challenge, Dave. I don't know how you feel. Oh, I agree. Yes. But, but it's also lent into opportunities too, because it's pushed us outside of some of our comfort boxes and trying to look at other ways of delivering information out to folks and helping them overcome some of the fear over social media, over on-demand learning. Um, you know, we all have had our fill of Zoom meetings, but it still has provided the opportunity that if we really need to get connected, that we can. I think too, it, it probably, you all do a great job on the on the Cow Country News, which is the Cattlemen's Association's monthly um, popular press article that goes out. I suspect a lot of people have read it more thoroughly because they've not been able to connect with you all. And that's provided maybe an opportunity for Steve to get his uh, monthly president note out to folks and probably more people have taken the time to read those and, and they've gotten more value out of that publication as well. So as you, as you look into the future or we move forward, um, what are some of the opportunities for the association, Dave? <laughs> That's an absolutely good question. I think a whole lot in my mind is what's just really and truly playing to in my mind is how's this stuff going to change and then how are we going to, be connected more and probably more digitally and how do we uh i was i mean we really tried really hard with our data and our data connections and uh we're still working on that but we're gonna have to connect with these members uh in a in a different way than what we've been to um you know our membership is is changing and it's probably gonna change our clientele is gonna change pretty drastic here fairly quickly because the age of our our population of cattlemen are older and uh, these newer younger folks that come in they march to a different beat and becky's gonna have to deal with them in a different way than we've had to deal with uh, the folks over the last 20 years and 
No, I think, Jeff, that's one of the things that just really make me think a lot is how how is this transition of all of this land and cattle going to change and who's coming in behind it? Because I know this year my exec committee back, I got, I got younger people on there than I've ever had. Uh, we've got a more diverse board than we've ever had. And uh, it's, we're going to have a different cattlemen association. And we were talking in the office one day, we're going to have a modern cattlemen association. And, and I, I, I think I'm going to have to buckle my belt to keep up. And um, the things that they're going to ask for is probably going to take a lot of us out of our comfort zone. So, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited. I mean, I'm getting old, Jeff, but I still got a lot in me, I hope. And uh, it's going to be fun to watch because I know some of these younger folks that are coming in, uh, and I know them, and I know they're not going back down. That's that's exciting to hear. It's exciting, but it's also a little bit intimidating for them. Some of them were just kids, and they were uh, ambassador teams. They've been interns here, and now they're fixed to be my boss. You know, that's one thing in working in a place like this. I get a new boss every year, and, you know, that, that leadership, it changes. And uh, so, Beck, we have to be – we have to be – cognizant of who who our members are and what they they want so and and dave mentioned leadership we are excited to have uh chris cooper join us as president this year from madison county um and you know be a part of working through 2021 with us as president we've already been to richmond a couple of times to meet with chris and chris is a very busy that's another thing becky bringing up a really good point you know all of our presidents are are different and and they come from different backgrounds and they have different um different ways to work i mean chris is he's a ag lender but he's got a really nice cow herd and uh you know his time is very valuable so that's where it's important for us as staff to understand that or we might have a president that has a little bit more time to, to, to give. And uh, it just keeps us uh, as staff, we, we have to be cognizant of that. But I'm so excited with Chris because Chris is a good guy. He knows this industry backwards and forwards and uh, got a strong relationship down there with Brandon Sears and the Extension Service in Madison County. And I think we'll go have a good year. I really do. That's great. And, and you know, I was thinking kind of in some of the educational programs that we had, uh, the Beef Efficiency Conference speakers, and was looking at some of the, the information shared by NCBA on the overall lack of maybe knowledge of our consumers on how beef is raised and produced. And I thought this this social media and reaching out over the Internet has forced us to learn this technology that will provide us a platform for um, maybe to develop message deliveries out to our consumers as well and help educate them on the production of beef where they're more comfortable with that. And I think it's helped too with us uh, being able to streamline our, our message. You know, it's, it's 
instead of it taking 30 minutes to deliver that message, we've got to get it down to 10 because people's attention span over online platforms is not the same as it is when you're in an in-person conversation. And I think that's been a wonderful, it's, it's a challenge, but it's a great opportunity to refine those messages in a way that they can be received um, online and effective, just as effective as they are in person. Can I compliment the two of two of y'all because your beef efficiency conference and, and even Dr. Jones yesterday, I was on a call with a, a group of people and the speaker, Sean Darcy, that was there at your uh, efficiency, uh, that that speaker has caused more conversation. And yesterday I was on a call with food policy uh people from Cincinnati and looking at that research that Sean had done and consumer research. And then it brought in a whole different group of folks from the university of Kentucky about that. And, and the young lady was talking about, she's gone back and listened to that presentation <laughs> multiple times. And I said, Oh my gosh, normally, Nobody would listen to it the second or third time. And I think that's a great opportunity, Jeff, for you and I, but with our partnership with the, the Kentucky Beef Network and even some of the extension programming is this new look at on-demand education. And that if we can take the time to create it, that people will, are willing to spend the time to watch it during their own time. And I think there's huge opportunities for advancement in that conversation and that space going forward. And if nothing else, just like this podcast, maybe we're reaching a different audience by having that out there for folks to listen to. Yes. Well, Dave and Becky, I sure want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules today to visit with us and share on behalf of the Kentucky Cattlemen's Association. As we wrap up, is there any last departing words of wisdom that you may have for folks? I just want to put out there that uh, if you're interested in a complete convention coverage kind of wrap up, please feel free to visit the Cattlemen's Association website at kycattle.com. And we have a convention tab that has links to all the videos from our education sessions. It has a list of all of our award recipients and all of the information that covers the convention. You can also find uh, the Cattlemen's Association on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we have electronic newsletters if you wanna stay in the know with what's going on in the beef industry in Kentucky. And you're more than welcome to join. Uh, we've got a... a really uh it's not very expensive dues only a 30 dollar dues and that gets you not only connected to the state level but in your local community in your county so if you are involved in the beef industry in any way from owning cattle to the food service and retail we we welcome you to be a member and that includes the monthly subscription yep. to the cow country news yep and a steak in most counties, uh, you get to have a nice ribeye <laughs> a lot of times more than once. So <laughs> it's a good deal, to be honest with you. Yep. That is correct. Uh, they feed you quite well at those good, county meetings good. in a lot of places. They do. 
Well, again, I want to thank both of you for joining us today. And um, uh, I look forward to future discussions with you. We're going to try and get um, the Cattlemen's and the Beef Council and the Beef Network uh, on the podcast more often and share more of what's going on to keep our folks in uh, kind of up to date on what's going on with our beef industry and provide folks uh, a little bit of background knowledge on what's happening. So again, thank you both. And uh, we look forward to visiting with you in the near future. Thanks, Jeff. Good. Thank you, sir. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beef Bits Podcast. During 2021, we're going to try to do these a little more frequently to keep you up to date on the business of the uh, industry and current issues and topics that are related to beef cattle production. We look forward to getting feedback from you. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will subscribe to the Beef Bits Podcast. Have a great day and be safe.